Good evening and welcome to the NFL Draft. What's up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of The Cut. I am your host, Christian Williams, and I am here with Randy Hall. Randy, how are you? <laughs> I'm good, man. We literally sat down to start recording. You just said, well, I've got to make sure to keep an eye on my phone for other signings. One big just happened. Fuck. Uh, I don't think they signed anyone else, so... <laughs> oh, guess, my God. Yeah, I guess we can start with that quickly uh, Yeah. before we dive into the rest of these. The Dolph uh, with the Washington football team just signed Ryan Fitzpatrick to what looks like their starting quarterback job. Holy shit. Okay, yeah. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick Jesus. was just signed for uh, one year, $10 million up to $12 million with incentives per source, per Adam Schefter, actually. Um, that's that's exciting. We that's, that's like not you how said, I thought we were starting this, but it's, definitely not. It may be one of the bigger news of the day. So what? Yeah. Fuck it. What? That shows when we record on the dot, I guess. But yeah. So <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, it, that's fun. Basically, I'm doing great because it's an insane day. I've it's been hard to keep up with it uh, for the show. Yeah, but, uh, it's it's been insane. There's no break. You have to. I feel bad for Schefter and uh, Rappaport just going yeah. nuts today. Well, see, Shams got in on the action too. Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Good for Shams. He's uh he's expanding. But all right, guys. Yeah, we're here to talk about NFL free agency. We're taking a break from our typical position rankings for the 2021 NFL draft. We will be back with that on Thursday uh, with our tackle rankings, I believe, and in an interview with Ryan Roberts. That did get pushed back. We did tell you guys that that would be. Uh, today's episode. However, uh, we had a scheduling conflict, so that is going to be on Thursday. Uh, go check out thecutffb.com. Make sure you guys subscribe to the podcast. And if you haven't yet, leave us a five-star review. Uh, yeah, like I said, league news. We're going to talk through all the current signings and then kind of talk through some of the uh, remaining free agents because there's still a ton left. Uh, Randy, I know we talked before. We definitely did not expect this many signings. No, 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 no. Today. It, well, it's been wild. This, this episode was meant to be paired with uh, an amazing interview, which it will. It, well, this one won't, but the next one will be great, and the interview will be great. But uh, we thought we would have about, like, 20 minutes of free agent talk, maybe, and we thought we'd have, like, 10 signings to cover. No, 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 no. We have more than 10 teams getting involved today alone, let alone the amount of signings possible. Patriots tried to sign 10 people on their own. So that's facts. I think they yeah. probably did when all was said and done, right? I believe we're at like eight or nine. Yeah, we're at eight, eight of the day. That's crazy. All right. Uh, so, yeah, we have a jam packed episode. So, we're just going to jump right into it. Uh, first signing that we got word of was actually on Sunday. Uh, so Aaron Jones did not get franchise tagged by the Green Bay Packers. However, uh, all you AJ Dillon truthers are probably sad today because Aaron Jones is back with the Packers on a four-year, $48 million deal, uh, $12 million per pretty good deal uh, for one of the best running backs in football. Randy, what were your first thoughts on the Aaron Jones deal? Uh, surprising 
that he took less money was the big thing for me. I thought his contract would place him out of Green Bay, and apparently it would have. Uh, yeah. It seems like he was going to get 15 plus per year somewhere else, or at least multiple places. Uh, and well, there's teams that are quiet today, and maybe that's why. Uh, but it's a great contract for the Packers. They are still going to be fighting to stay under the cap everywhere. This is probably going to be the only real side they do. And it's not the worst thing in the world. Uh, Jamal Williams is gone from them, but it's, uh, it's an amazing signing. He's vital to their offense, I think, but I think they could have still ran it with A.J. Dill and possibly Jamal Williams or another rookie coming in, but they don't have to worry about that for the next four years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I said, poor poor A.J. Dill and Truthers. They thought they were getting RB1, and now they're oh getting... Oh, my God. It's in rightfully so draft Twitter and all fantasy Twitter everywhere combined to show just how bad last year's Packers draft was. It's <laughs> fucking awful. They fucking wasted, awful. they wasted the first three rounds completely. Yeah. yeah it was not good. All right. Uh, we're, we're going to try to zip through these guys. Cause like yeah. I said, we have a lot. So onto the saints uh, really like, there's a lot going on with the Saints, and most of it doesn't make much sense to me. Uh, obviously, the salary cap is a myth. Drew Brees retired. Uh, he restructured his contract a couple months ago and then retired, which definitely helped the Saints. That was a nice gesture. Uh, Taysom Hill got a like really weird extension, four years, $140 million, but all of it is voidable money. He's basically He basically did that and is going to get cut after this year in my opinion randy is that kind of your perception of it too i they have the ability to cut him after this year and the next year the money that he was supposed to make this year is basically spread a cut in half and spread over the next like this year and next year uh and then after that it's like big money like deal but only like if they decide that he's their full-time starter uh other than that, it would just be a void year after they cut him. Like it's just nothing. So it's 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 crazy. I mean, great that they got him to do it. Uh, I think they just did it because they're like, hey, yeah, it's four years, hundred forty, right? <laughs> it's it, that's one uh, of the most <clears throat> most perplexing like extensions, and I, I think. I think there's going to be a discussion on the next CBA about voidable contracts because it really does render the salary cap irrelevant. The the Saints were yeah. fucked. And the and to go along with now, that, in fairness, the Saints did cut like 8 to 10 people. They did. And they restructured someone else as well, I believe, or yeah. they tagged they, they restructured tagged Williams. They restructured uh Michael Thomas yeah, they, I, they cut a, a litany of people. Uh, yes, probably the most relevant of which would be like Quan Alexander, which we don't even have listed down here uh, later in the show because yeah, completely forgot about him. He hasn't been <laughs> talked about since. So, yeah. uh, but then they somehow still re-signed James Winston to what looks like a one-year prove-it deal, one-year, twelve million starting quarterback contract. Uh, so Taysom is their starter for a day and then is not the next day. <laughs> and I mean, they're clearly going to do the same thing they did with Breeze and be like kind of a split system uh, with Taysom being a utility guy, but weird. I mean, they're still technically not, they're still over the cap. 
Yeah. They still have to make another move now. <laughs> yeah. And it's insane. Yeah. Yeah. It's I, I definitely think Jameis is going to be their starter, by the way. I, I put that out there. I think I think the Taysom project didn't go as well as they had planned. So I think it's definitely a competition. I just think it's a yeah. a Jameis James W listen, in that. Listen, Taysom Taysom was pretty good for fantasy, which we knew it would be. <laughs> but when you're acting when you're actually looking at just pure football wise, we knew there'd be some limitations and there was. Yeah. Uh, but that's it for the Saints. Move on to the next team, which is the Chiefs with what are the bigger contracts of the day? Joe Tooney, five year, eighty million dollars. Insane contract, immediately deserved for the player, quite possibly the best guard in the league. Uh yeah. Chiefs just cut their two tackles uh and a center. And then decided to sign a guard, which they needed a guard. <laughs> it's just hilarious that they've they got rid of three starters and then they replaced the starter that they kept. <laughs> yeah. But uh it's smart. He's incredible, but it did cost pretty much all of their cap room. Uh so yeah. well at least it, it at least it took up all of the uh, Mahomes restructure. That's true. So I, I think this means that Duvernay Tardif probably either kicks out to tackle or slides into center. They also drafted Lucas Nyang last year. Yeah, but we, we know both. We know Nyang for sure is more of a project. Sure, yeah. they think he might be able to do something, but the, the those, I mean, I think Dr. Cardiff uh, <laughs> may be enough to solve a problem. Uh, at least they're close there, but Yang is definitely not ready, in my opinion. But again, we don't fully know because he did opt out. So, yeah, very true. Next up, the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They re-signed <laughs> everyone. They literally like we don't even have the so, Godwin tag on here. Uh, well, yeah, that's that's obvious news. Um, yeah, the only two people I was talking to this about my dad actually. The only two people they still have to re-sign. So, so quickly they re-signed Shaq Barrett, four year seventy-two. Gronkowski, one year ten million, which is more than Gronk uh, probably should have made. But you can't say By he doesn't deserve it when he's one of the best tight ends ever. Um, Fair. The only two people left, I think, is Indomitian Sue and Ryan Suckup. Leonard Fournette too. Wow, <laughs> he doesn't count. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, so really those does. are the only two left. Um, yeah, that's insane. <laughs> Yeah, they they've really been able to keep everyone, which has been good. Uh, there was another one that they signed earlier in the day, wasn't there? I don't. Uh, I don't this these are all the ones I saw, really. Yeah, or cared about, maybe. Maybe that's the one. Oh, oh, we we already talked about it last episode. Levante David. They, oh, yeah, they, yeah. They were able yeah, to keep Levante David. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the Bucks are, are keeping the band together, as Brady said. Yes. Uh, uh, next on the list, Cleveland Browns. Uh, kind of, kind of. Yes, this signing is good. The lack of other signings is definitely like putting a damper on the mood, but not like to a to a heightened extent. Browns fans, calm down. We'll get an edge rusher. It's okay. We did get an elite safety, John Johnson, three years, thirty three million, almost thirty four million. Uh, twenty five years old, one of the best safeties in football. Uh, Randy, this was like your your dream scenario for the Browns, but I know you didn't put them on the Friday fix because we've talked about them so much on our Friday fix episodes, right? Yeah, I love John Johnson. I thought he was the best drug safety in this free agent class by far. Obviously, 
the depth at free safety is much better. But I, yeah, I've I said his name at least two or three times before the Browns episode, and I just, you know, I went with other guys. I tried not to say. I try new fresh takes every week, you know. Uh, but John Johnson's incredible. This is what he should get, I think. Maybe it's a slight overpay to make sure he comes to Cleveland, but I don't really think so. Um, it, obviously, we don't know how much these contracts are laid out specifically yet, uh, but they still definitely have money to re- or to go side an edge. Yeah, they do. Uh, they did miss out on quite a few, which we will talk about here as we yep. – Move through here. Next up, the Ravens got Kevin Zeitler, three years, twenty-two million. That makes me enjoy the Odell Beckham trade a little bit more. Uh, but the Ravens, this definitely helps uh, with Lamar's running with J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards. I assume. Uh, yeah. I I think this is a, a necessary offensive line upgrade. They had guard issues, uh, I believe, right guard especially. Can't remember fully. Uh, the center Skura wasn't that great this year. Their tackles were their best thing, and they're pretty much guaranteed to lose their right tackle. So they still have a hole there, but they filled one of the needs, which is smart going into the draft. Uh, they did lose like ten edges, I believe. So we'll see how they recoup that. Or so it was. It was insane. It's insane, it, really. Yeah, but, for sure. Speaking of centers, uh, the Los Angeles Chargers got Corey Lindsley on a five-year, $62.5 million deal. Uh, this was essentially the, uh, it, the Aaron Jones was signed, Corey Lindsley was let walk, uh, got about the same amount of money, which is why it's a little perplexing that the Packers re-signed Aaron Jones. But like we talked about, that's a good deal for one of the best backs in football. Corey Lindsley, this is also a good deal because he's one of the best centers in football. He uh, you could argue that he was last year. So uh, Chargers definitely building up the offensive line in front of Justin Herbert. They also signed Matt Feiler, Feeler, Feiler, something like that, man. I, uh, former. <laughs> you know it, it is. You know it is. Announcers don't say lineman names, so you have to fend for yourself. Very true. Uh, former Pittsburgh uh, guard to a seven million dollar per year contract for three years. Uh, so they are definitely committing to protecting Justin Herbert. They also got Michael Davis back. We don't know the contract yet, so good for them. Can't wait yeah. to see the money, though. Three uh, years for money. That's my <laughs> favorite contract. Hopefully for money. <laughs> uh, next up, the Jets, who I think are, uh, if not the winners, like the co-winners of free agency thus far. So uh, Jets have a lot of needs, obviously. One of the worst teams in football last year, but they got uh draw davis one year seven million they got carl lawson three years 45 million and they got Corey davis three years 37 million dollars uh somewhere in the 20s guaranteed randy what did you think of the jets haul so far um i hope draw davis isn't overblown too much but it's a good contract he hasn't really proved much in my opinion kind of a disappointment so far uh, but he doesn't have to be the star linebacker like he had to for the Lions. Uh, obviously, they, they have some talent there already. Carl Lawson helps a pretty much inept edge group uh, get a good start. <laughs> the best, One of the best uh, edges in this class. And then Corey Davis is a good sign, probably underrated by the end of this. Not too much. And it should completely replace, uh, I believe Perriman's a free agent, so it should replace him on the team. And it's a huge upgrade, in my opinion. Gives uh, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, whoever it would be, 
the a very good outside target to pair with a bunch of slot guys really uh kind of like inside outside with uh oh hell Denzel Mims. There we go. <laughs> I knew you would get there. <laughs> right? You Thank you. So I think it's very good signings. Uh, didn't overspend anywhere. So good start. And they had second most money. So it's good yeah. that they're not overspending. So Yeah, I think Corey Davis is going to turn out to be a bargain. I think he definitely still has some some juice. I think he's shown well, to improve is, a little bit. So I mean, this is pretty much the first year that we've seen anything good. He can't be your wide receiver one, though. That's no. the that's the thing with Davis, is he really couldn't do anything, and then AJ Brown showed up, and he was like, "Oh yeah, remember me? I'm still a first round pick. I'm pretty good." But now <laughs> AJ Brown's getting attention. Yay! <laughs> now Corey yeah. Davis could be a person again. Yeah. Uh, that's the only worry I have with this Jet signing. So they definitely still need to draft a top talent. Yeah, I still think Mims could be that. We don't really know yet. He could but... be, but I I see him more as a replacement down the road for Crowder. So yeah. I could see that too. All right. Uh, let's go to their division rivals. The most active team I've ever seen on the first day of legal tampering. Uh, yeah, they, just, they, they somehow signed more people the first day than they have titles. So I didn't think that was possible. Uh, <laughs> Barely. All right. <laughs> uh, so the New England Patriots, uh, I'm just going to run through the contracts really quickly and then we'll give our thoughts. Uh, it's going to be a long list. So Matthew Judon, four years, fifty-six million. John New Smith, four years, fifty million. Jalen Mills, four years, twenty-four million. Uh, Davon Godshaw, I don't know how to say his name properly. Fuck. Uh, two years, sixteen million. Henry Anderson, that's an easier name. Two years, seven million. Nelson Aguilar, two years, twenty-six million. Kendrick Bourne, three years, twenty-two and a half million. Dietrich Wise was brought back on a four-year, thirty million dollar contract. Holy shit. Uh my yeah, they, they my first my first takeaway is they're committing to making that defense better assuming that some of these guys are also coming back after opting out in 2020 cuz they had the most opt outs on that defense. This defense just got I mean like absurdly good with Judon. Uh I think their interior defensive line signings are very underrated and could be very good. Uh Randy, what were your thoughts? What do you think about the wide receiver signings as well? Uh, great depth signings. They can play day one. Uh, Bourne is obviously a little bit uh, split role. He could also be your charter. Uh, they went from like the least talented, least depth wide receiver room to at least be in the middle of the road. Uh, one of the better depth teams for sure. They still like, so you got Edelman, Nikhil Harry. Jacoby Myers, uh, Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, and then you have Johnny Smith, Asiasi, and Keen. Thank you. I mean, there's you have depth everywhere. I still think you draft a big time receiver. Uh, maybe that's not 15, maybe that's a second round or a third round now that you have that. Uh, but I think you still focus there for at least one draft pick, possibly two. Uh, but you don't need to draft the tight end now. Johnny Smith is incredible. Uh, if you don't trade Stefan Gilmore, you're Secondary is looking really, really good. Jalen Mills can be a good outside, inside corner, as well as a safety, as we saw this year, which helps that safety depth while that gets a lot older this year. Um, and then you got an elite edge to pair with. Um, oh my god, I'm blanking today on names. <laughs> uh, mm. Michigan white edge rusher, please. Winovich, no. Winovich, thank you. Sorry. I knew it was I... something long. Chase Winovich, <laughs> you actually had a surprisingly 
a better year than I thought most people thought he would. Um, yeah. So now he can continue to develop as an edge two now with Judon being the edge one. And Judon's a little bit more versatile, which is always what the Patriots want at that edge spot. So I think yeah. you get incredible D-line depth, uh, wide receiver depth, and you add to your corner, your secondary depth, and you get your starting tight ends. You desperately needed since Gronk retired. Um, yeah. Now you still have to focus on a little bit reshaping offensive line. Obviously, I'd love David Andrews to resign. You still need a top big receiver, probably. Um, and yeah. depth, uh, you know what I mean? Like you've you've nailed it. Maybe draft another quarterback. You know, you've you've spent here right the like no overspends really. I mean, four years make the Jalen Mills contract not that bad. Six per. I mean, that's solid. Uh, Aguilar, maybe it's a little bit of a price overspend, but there we know he had a good market, so he may they may have had a payout for him. Kendrick Bourne, three years, 22. That's solid. Wise is a good deal for a very strong D lineman. Yeah, last thing on the Patriots, the Aguilar contract, we don't know what the guaranteed money is yet, and I kind of think that like this 13 average per year is not. The actual case it's going to be similar to cams i think where it's incentivized uh which mm-hmm. we should also say that because the last time we talked yeah. i think uh cam newton was not back with the patriots i believe he signed saturday so i cam wasn't newton, sure so i left him off <laughs> yeah that, yeah that's fine so cam newton re-signed he uh, I, I i assume that he is their starting quarterback heading into 2021 uh yeah a lot of weird narratives going on around cam with weapons i think cam newton is a viable fantasy quarterback i don't know if he's the best quarterback for that team but he's viable he's gonna get them more wins than they got last year and they were pushing for a playoff spot so patriots back on the map jaguars not on the map um sorry Not yet. So Roy Robertson Harris, three years, 24.4 million. Carlos Hyde, two years, 6 million. Uh, Dwayne Smoot, two years, 14 million. And then Philip Dorsett, one year, no clue. Uh, Money hasn't been released yet. What is Urban Meyer doing, Randy? Uh, Well, Dorsett, speed depth guy, makes sense. Uh, Carlos Hyde, they need RB depth. This doesn't really threaten um, Robinson's role. That much. I don't think Hyde gets. Hyde doesn't touch a hundred carries. Most likely doesn't hit seventy this season. I think he's just a spell back to make sure a guy that you didn't believe would be your guy stays your guy. You know what I mean? Uh, they yeah. needed. They absolutely need running back depth. No matter what. No matter what people hate this side or not, they needed it. Great signs with Smoot and Robertson Harris, in my opinion, to really bolster the D line. Um. They've drafted the edge position. Smoot's also an edge. The tackle. I mean, like the D line's kind of set. Maybe you get a a depth uh, edge in the draft. But I mean, you those are two really good signings. They didn't make splashes, but not yet. But see, that's the thing. Like, it's not a great. It's not bad signings at all, in my opinion. Even if you don't think high and door set are great pieces for depth. They're getting probably combined like four or five million per year. <laughs> like yeah. it's nothing, especially for their cap room. It's just when you compare them to the Jets at the same kind of cap level, uh, yeah. they look like the losers when in reality they're just not overspending on players. Yeah. I don't want to harp too much on this. I do think Carlos Hyde will 
get a little more run than most people think. I think he probably is like oh, yeah, an eight to ten touch guy per game. Which I I think okay, so I'll I'll concede five to eight like target touch. You know what I mean? Like yeah. maybe he gets four four or five carries and one or two passes a game. You know, that's probably. I, I mean, mean, that's not that's not a lot, but it's a good spell, and they still could draft another guy that makes Carlos Hyde obsolete. We've seen that before many a times with Carlos Hyde. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. All right, next up, Detroit Lions. Not too active, but they did get their uh, starting edge rusher back, Romeo Alcora. Three years, $39 million. Sucks as a Browns fan, because this was like, after thinking about it, I think you, did you put Aquara to us? Yeah. When I was... I was talking with another Browns group and he makes so much sense. Uh, but he decided to go back to Detroit. Good for him for getting that bag. Even Sorry though, for him that he has to stay in, on that Lions team. Yeah, uh, it's, it's tough. But good for the Lions for getting their, their stud edge rusher bag. And he was very good in 2020. I think he'll only get better. Next up, San Francisco 49ers. They're just keeping their guys. Jason Verrett, one year, five and a half crazy that he's betting on himself like this when he probably could have secured a long-term deal but i respect it because he was by far their best corner last year when sherman was out and then yeah but that's that's a baser i thought i saw a breakdown that he gets like a million per game that he plays like jesus yeah well that's that's a good incentive um and then kyle use check juice uh they wanted the juice they got the juice they Spent a lot on a fullback, but five years, twenty-seven million. John Lynch said, "Fuck it, this guy's too vital to what we do," and he's probably right. Fair. Yep. Next up, Carolina Panthers. They just decided they were going to get shitty, not shitty, not good offensive lineman though. Cam Irving, two years, ten million. Pat Elfline is okay. I'll say that. Three years, thirteen and a half million. Cam Irving though. At five million per, that's fine. The Panthers created a ton of cap space. This is more like some depth, I think. Uh, but if they're planning on starting both of these guys, I don't, I don't love it. I think they still could stand to to add some more depth to that offensive line. What do you think, Randy? Um. Yeah, but I don't think. I mean, you got to remember they tagged Morton. Uh, Taylor Moten. So yeah. they got their they got the lineman they cared about. I think these are cheap deals that guys that can clearly start, but are good six seven linemen on the team, no matter what. Uh, maybe you still draft one uh, in the second or third round. Uh, but this is a good move, especially if there's a chance that you trade away a lot of assets for like Deshaun Watson. Uh, this way, you get two good startable slash rotation pieces. On the O line, which they definitely want, because they, whoever their quarterback is, they're going to want to protect. So that's true. Uh, next up to Brandon Sweet's uh, happiness, he got Shelby Harris back. Although I think he did say he wanted Larry Ogunjobi more, but they could still sign him. Shelby Harris is back on a three-year, twenty-seven million dollar deal. They also signed Ronald Darby, which I called on our Friday Fix episode, which I was proud of. Uh, except. He got more money than even I was giving him. Uh, so three years, $30 million. Um, so yeah, Ronald Darby definitely steps into a role that... Uh, who's the fucker? That, AJ Bouye. Uh, yeah. They cut him. Um, so yes. He's going to be a great uh, 
cornerback two after they draft Caleb Farley. Um, it's going to be perfect. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so good for you, sweet. They're getting a little bit better. Uh, Titans splash signing here with Bud Dupree, five years, $85 million. Uh, coming off a knee injury, a guy that relies on athleticism, that's that's a risky deal, in my opinion. Definitely glad that the Browns didn't bite on that one. But Bud Dupree is a really good player, so it makes some sense. They also signed Aniko Autry, three years, $21.5 million, and Ken- Kendall Lamb, two years, $8.5 million. So instead of keeping their uh, first-round pick in Isaiah Wilson, they decided to sign someone who's probably less talented at a higher rate Ooh. than I think Isaiah Wilson was getting. But Isaiah Wilson also was just not a good character guy for that uh, that locker room. What do you think of the Bud Dupree signing and then overall I mean, the Titans? The, we've been always saying they need to get a second edge. They got a guy to pair with Harold Landry. That's a scary tandem coming at you. And a tough, I mean, at least top-wise right now, a tough division. They're always going to be in a bloodbath with the Colts for that division. So they need to keep that fight, keep taking the pressure to, I mean, Carson Wentz now. So <laughs> Bud Dupree is a perfect signing for him. And then you pair that with Autry. Uh, their D-line studs all around. Uh, Harold Landry, Bud Dupree, Danico Autry, and Jeffrey Simmons. Fuck that. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, that's Just no. And Kendall Lamb, if he's not starting, that's fine. Uh, worst case, teacher lineman six like or seven like he was for the Browns. And I thought yeah. he stepped up and played really well. So He did. He, he was did. a player that I, I would have liked to keep, but I don't. I mean, this is about what he was going to get no matter what. Uh, this gives him a chance to start, which he would never get for the Browns. So good for him. <laughs> Very true. All right. The next three teams, a flurry of edge rushers. So the Raiders got Yannick Ngakwe, two years, $26 million. Uh for the entirety of the contracts of 13 per Rams, Leonard Floyd, four years, $64 million, just a fucking crazy overpay, uh, which Leonard Floyd was good. But then the Bengals signed Trey Hendrickson, four years, 60 million. And Trey Hendrickson was better than Floyd and Ngakwe. Uh, what are your thoughts? I guess you could probably talk about Ngakwe really quickly, Randy. Uh, incredible signing. They need... They've needed, uh, with this new DC, they were going to need a 3-4 outside linebacker type edge role. Uh, they didn't have that on this roster at all. This now will push on passing downs Cleveland Farrell, probably to D-tackle, which is fine because ever since he's been in the league, he's kind of been that in-between weight, and he doesn't have he hasn't shown quite the explosiveness being edge, but I think if he maybe adds 10 pounds, he can be an explosive passer to attack, which they desperately need. So I think this is a perfect signing to pair with Max Crosby, uh, an incredible deal, 13 per two year, 26. They signed him for what the Patriots signed Nelson Aguilar. So that's, that's a fair trade to me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> perfect signing for him. They haven't overspent. They still, with what they did trade wise and everything, they came out with like 40 million cap. So they can still sign one of the top wide receiver free agents left. Maybe a D tackle like Shelton Rankins or a couple of we'll get to. I mean, they got plenty of room here. Or a corner. I think they or could corner. use one of those. Yes, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. And then the last 
couple of teams really quickly before we move into our top remaining free agents. The Texans signed Kevin Pierre-Lewis to a two-year, $8 million deal, and then a bunch of other small signings that make no sense. Uh, or they make sense. It makes sense not, for them. It's just not they're super just important. Not, yeah. Yeah. Not not really breaking the uh, the bank for any of these guys either. And then lastly, the Vikings, right, right before we uh, got on, to record Dalvin Tomlinson, two years, $22 million. They needed this very, very badly. Uh, do you think this changes how they're drafting? Do you think they go offensive line now? That's my only question. I thought they were pretty much going offensive line regardless. Um, so did I. They, once they got rid of, um, oh boy. They, uh, they, Riley Reef. Riley Reef. They, they released a tackle. They're for sure drafting a tackle first round. It's not even a question anymore. The only shit part for them is they pick right after the Chargers. So maybe they trade up one, you know? Maybe. I mean, the Chargers went so hard after uh, offensive line that maybe they go elsewhere now. But see, that's why this is so fun because now all of our mock drafts are going to be different. And it's a good thing you didn't finish yours yet, Randy. <laughs> hey, uh, I was actually working on it. I know. Well, now you can just redo it. Uh, All right. Before we get into our free agency frenzy, just want to remind you to go click on the links in the description, especially Dynasty Trade Calculator. It is time to get your trade calculator all set for this summer. I'm sure you're going to be making trades. I know Randy sent out an offer today and I saw it. Uh, I didn't even send it to you. I hate that's so weird, dude. That always happens to both of us. Everyone, anytime we send anything to anyone else, it always comes back to us in the same league. And half the time, we're going for the same people. Like, I know half the time, it's like, oh, well, I knew you're gonna send it, so I sent one quick, and then it's sent (laughs) to you, and you're like, well, I can beat it. I'm like, you bitch, like, that's not cool. (laughs) Yeah, I thought about sending a trade offer for. The guy that you did, I don't want to spoil it because I want you to get him. If uh, Frank, if you're listening, just take the deal. Take the deal. But uh, definitely toss it in Dynasty Trade Calculator first. Click the link in the description and get set up with them. Let's talk about the top remaining free agents. So uh, we went, we broke it down by a position. We had fits on this list because uh, as you guys heard at the beginning of the episode, that, that was very new information to us. So. Ryan Fitzpatrick no longer on the market, setting the bar for the remaining free agents, I think. Uh, So the main one that I'm looking at is Mitchell Trubisky. The the amount of landing spots just like really cut in half, in my opinion, for Mitch Trubisky. The Bears are set to move on from him. Randy, what is your ideal landing spot for what is now the top quarterback on the market? (laughs) There's an ideal landing spot for him? Um, Maybe Patriots still... Uh, give them a young second option there uh, because they're clearly not going to trade up for a quarterback, which I knew they weren't anyways, but this proves it kind of thing with the signing cam. You could sign a cheap one-year prove a deal with Trubisky as well. Um, Maybe Jags or Jets uh, to be like a transitional quarterback in case they feel they need it after they make their draft picks uh, because that's a possibility. Uh, Maybe more of a possibility with the Jets, but still – uh, I'm trying to like I, that's what we were trying to come up with quick ones. Um, 49ers Steelers could be another one. Maybe they want one more shot at another backup. Uh, obviously, they signed Haskins, who, while there's upside and talent, a little bit unreliable character wise, possibly. Uh, you don't have the character issues with Trubisky, and you still have the upside, so maybe they bring him in as well. 
Uh, maybe, yeah. like you said, uh, 49ers, give them another shot there, a good backup option. They clearly always need that. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, there's not a ton of lane spots for Trubisky or the guy, the other guy, quarterback, really, would be Andy Dalton. We'll do the yeah. only one left, really. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. Cowboys again, maybe. May, I think Dalton may return. Yeah. Um, I think Trubisky makes some sense to the Cowboys as a backup as well. But he does. Uh, I mean, all these guys, there's really not a starting option left. Dalton may sign with the Bears to compete for a starting position. Uh, Denver could look for a guy like Dalton or Trubisky to push Drew Locke in case they don't trade up. So, yeah, it's, it's a depleted market, really. Uh, well, the, it's only depleted because I'm, we're at the point where we value now the five quarterbacks on the draft higher right now. Yeah, yeah, which probably, probably rightfully so. The yeah, last fair. guy that has been getting buzz, uh, which I didn't hear, I someone shot me a DM and asked if they should pick up Nick Mullins in Dynasty, and I said, why would you do that? And they said, because there are a few teams looking at him, uh, including the Bears as a replacement for Mitchell Trubisky. I don't think that makes a ton of sense, but Nick Mullins is out there. Yeah, same thing. Just yeah. it's a backup role. It's a it's a lottery ticket. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, next, the running backs. This is a market too that uh, it's closing quickly. Uh, a guy that we don't have on here, Philip Lindsay. He got tendered uh, with the lowest level of tender, so he'll probably <laughs> be elsewhere. Uh, yeah. But the the top guy still available is Chris Carson. Uh, in terms of landing spots for him, there is one that I specifically want, well, and it's Seattle still landing spot. So, it, yeah, for sure, I do think that I would rather see him in Buffalo. Uh, and I know Jeff, if you're listening, you sent me the ugly white thing saying why when I tweeted this, which is one of my favorite gifts. However, I because he's good, he's better than Zach Moss, he's better than Devin Singletary, and he fits the Buffalo scheme so let's toss chris carson up to buffalo but there are a ton of landing spots for him i think it realistically uh between carson Kenyon drake james connor and jamal williams which are the four that we have listed i think most of them fit most of the schemes i mean i don't think like san francisco or cleveland i don't think they're in the market jamal williams i think is probably miami that's like ideal or the jets James Conner, I don't think he's going to have a huge market. Might be back in Pittsburgh. Kenyon Drake, another anomaly. Randy, what are you like thinking on some of these guys? Well, I mean, just thinking through teams, um, Texans uh, now have two older running backs. Uh, I doubt they're in the market. Steelers, Seahawks are clearly in the market for running back, but I don't know what they do with these. Maybe I think. They, I think one of them signs one of these four, in my opinion. Um, Patriots are technically in the our running back market. Um, Jets, big one. None of these guys, I think, interest the Jaguars. None of these guys interest the Giants. Falcons could be in this market. Uh, Dolphins, for sure. <sighs> Cardinals, obviously. Bucks, I think, are underrated. Landing spot, Broncos and Bills, 49. You know, like, there's not – and I'm, some of those teams are reaches. You know what I mean? Like, that they would yeah. sign one of these four. Um, yeah. 
So I think there's a chance at re-signings here for three of them. Obviously, Jamal Williams is going somewhere else. Um, yeah. Some team's going to take a shot on him, and I think they're going to be very well pleased. Um, but again, we've only seen him in spurts, so there's not a lot proven yet. Yeah. Yeah. I- the running back market's not my favorite thing to talk about, to be honest, but I know it affects your, your fantasy teams. So These guys will sign before the draft, and the That's second true. they do, it we start checking off boxes. You know, I just said all those yeah. teams. I only said like eight to ten teams. Yeah. There's still like eight ten backs in the draft. So <laughs> Exactly, yeah. Uh, the market that is really untapped at this point, and I keep checking my phone thinking that we're going to get a wide receiver one of these top receivers signing somewhere and they're just like all like it's that that gif from the office where they're all pointing the guns at each other but like they're in the room they're playing their yeah, game yeah 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 it's, that's what it's like right now between kenny galladay will fuller curtis samuel and juju smith schuster specifically uh ty hilton is also on this list but those are definitely the the big four in 100%. this free agent class galladay is the number one target of the Dolphins I saw there has been some bullshit going around about the Jaguars and Curtis Samuel it got me it got Diana Rossini she retweeted a fake Adam Schefter report and I jumped on it pissed me off I blocked that dude so fast I hate those fake reports assholes Um, (laughs) (laughs) I think as Uh, much as I was gonna say we've already uh, heard rumblings of Juju and the Raiders being a connection um I think Curtis Samuel, Will Fuller, and Galladay all fit the what Patriots are going to try to build in this offense. Um, it's maybe, you know, I don't think Juju fits there specifically because there's no way Bill Belichick's ever going to be on a TikTok or care about TikTok, so he'll break his phone um, or eat it. There's a possibility he just eats it. I I I, I could see it. Um, Me too. <laughs> uh, and then T.Y. Hilton, he's just like that kind of list of like the, the veterans that are going to find a landing spot. Obviously the Colts are landing spot still dolphins, Eagles, uh, bears, uh, none of these guys, but like Browns are a landing spot for like a, like a lower level. Um, I mean, Titans need a wide receiver two now. I don't know if they have the money left. I mean, you could, I mean, wide receiver is one of those markets where, you might not need it, need it, but like pretty much everyone's looking at it. Like even the ones that are set are like, you know what, you know, Will Fuller, uh, Curtis Samuel, he could do a couple things. You know, it's so we'll see. I yeah. think this is going to be the day two, uh, just explosion. Maybe they're. I think literally, I think Fuller and Samuel and Juju are waiting on Galladay, specifically yeah. in my opinion, because uh, I think he's going to set the market because he's the best receiver all around at least. He is, man, but the Dolphins being in on him makes no fucking sense. Go get you no, get, some get Curtis, Samuel. Curtis Samuel or Juju. It makes almost yeah. more sense. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't understand. I, uh, the Dolphins sw- only are drafting big body guys outside. That's all they want. That's all they fucking want. <laughs> makes no sense. But, yeah, the, the wide receiver market is definitely one to keep an eye on over the next couple of days. And then rounding out the pass catchers, uh, tight ends, Hunter Henry and Gerald Everett are still available. Obviously, Janu got, he's the third highest paid tight end in the league, I believe now, uh, after his deal with the Patriots. So I assume Hunter Henry's going to garner some type of market similar to that. I. He should get. Think, mm, I was going to, I. 
I was close. I almost said he should get more money. Uh, what he's done, I he should. But yeah. he's got that injury history, man. That bug. He does. It's, it's tough. I mean, and there was a report a couple weeks ago that Gerald Everett's being viewed as a tight end one for teams. Someone might go get Gerald Everett, who's cheaper, and say, yeah, we're not going to pay up for Hunter Henry, who's probably not going to be available for half of our games. So um, in terms of fits, I want to see... I want to see one of these guys on the Jaguars with Trevor Lawrence. I think he's going to need someone like yeah. that. Uh, I can I stand to see one of these guys on the Jets. Uh, speaking of yep. the same thing. Um, I mean, you can go through Bengals. Could obviously use either of these two. Uh, I mean, almost every team needs a tight end. At, at least this caliber. Yeah. Except for... And there's, like, there's, and there's clearly a, a breakup of these two. Like, Hunter Henry's clearly the top. Yes. Everett's got so much to prove, but so much potential. Yeah, I'm with you there. Interior offensive line, there are definitely a few guys remaining, but <clears throat> the name is David Andrews. Randy, you think that the Patriots are going to snag him back still? I, I always had a feeling they were going to sign one of Tooney or him. They tagged Tooney last year, and I think that spelled the end of his tenure there. Um, just, I think they got priced out, really. Tuning is incredible. He's the best guard in the league, but they never really, I mean, we've seen that through the years. They, they love rebuilding their offensive line because they do not want to pay the absolute top money. David Andrews is incredible, but he's had some injury and health concerns over the past couple of seasons. So while he is going to garner a decent contract, it's nothing near what Tooney's would have costed. So it's kind of like the budget deal. You like you, you let Tooney walk, but you bring back your center and you, you figure out the guards past then. And he played well last year, right? I mean, yes, he did. Yes, he like, did very well. So, uh, your, your comment about Tooney being the top guard, I think it's Tooney, it's Quentin Nelson, and it's Wyatt Teller. Those are my top three guards in the, the league Ooh. right now. You yeah, like sure. I think Sheriff, uh, oh, he's up there too. He's up there. I mean, there's a few, but yeah. I, I'll give Teller top five. Just yeah. what it, you know what? No, no, no. I'll give him top 10. We got one year. We got one season of it. Yeah. Right, I need to see more. The other guys are way more proven. Uh, but yeah, that's that's the big guy in the interior. And there's a bunch of teams that need center. Not everyone has the, like, again, he's not going to get an incredible amount of money, but not everyone's going to want to pay him. I think he resigns. Uh, speaking of resigning, tag, top tackle, obviously, maybe the top player left is Trent Williams. Technically, I think he resigns. Uh, Christian pointed out there's an incredible chance he becomes a Colt. I think that fits perfectly. There's a few teams that just like that, he could step in day one, be the starting left tackle. Um, so he's huge landing spot. I just don't see the 49ers trading what they did and then not doing everything they could to keep him for at least one more year. Uh, yeah. Maybe draft a replacement after that. Yeah, I do know. The reason I brought up the Colts is because they the 49ers could get priced out if Trent Williams wants money the Colts have it and they haven't signed a receiver yet so 100% agree yeah I think they're you're right in the 49ers doing everything they can to keep Trent Williams though and they'd be smart too and maybe Uh, the replacement plan for the Colts Alejandro Villanueva is here as well and then the next tackle will probably be Riley Reef I guess you know like it's kind of questionable then yeah I know it's just I don't I don't know at the top of my head the rest of the tackles left. <laughs> These were the top two, clearly. Um, yeah. 
I don't think I don't think he resigns with the Steelers. Uh, so we'll see where he goes. For sure. Yeah, that's that's the name to keep an eye on. And then moving on to the defensive side of the ball, uh, defensive tackles left. We talked about him earlier, but Indomitian Sue is still a free agent. If, with how the fucking Bucks are going, I think he's probably a Buck again. Honestly. Possibly, possibly. Uh, and then Larry Ogunjobi, Sheldon Rankins are still on the market. Obviously, we saw a couple smaller name guys like Henry Anderson go first, uh, but I think. I think Ogunjobi's going to get a little bit of money here. Sheldon Rankins, he could, uh, but I don't know what uh, the best fit for either of them is, to be completely honest. Like, do you have a, a team in mind? I know the Broncos were on our list for Ogunjobi, well, but they brought Shelby Harris back. Yeah, so. I thought they were bringing back Harris all along. Um, of these guys, I could see like the Raiders liking what Ogunjobi brings to the table. Uh, I think he was a better pass rusher than he was a fun stuffer. Uh, so yeah. maybe, but again, it's it, it depends what he signs for. Um, you know, I, I mean, think like the Giants, Jets make, sense. Jets make some sense, but they've made some decent signings that maybe yeah. they let it go. Um, Giants could make sense because they they're losing Tomlinson. Uh, you know, like they D tackle is a harder one to to grasp because every team could pretty much use a D-tackle, but it's especially, are they going to spend 8 to 10 million? Yeah, especially a pass rushing guy that really could... He, I think Ogunjobi could play a 1 or 3-tech. Uh, I know he was primarily used in a 1-tech, but pass rushing role, so... Uh, edge rushers, this is the one that... It, it just makes me sad. I wish we were talking about Trey Hendrickson still being here and the hope for the Browns, but we're not. Jadavion Clowney is now probably the top edge rusher left, but also we have Carlos Dunlap. We have Melvin Ingram, another guy, Tech McKinley probably deserves to be on this list, even though he's not as good uh, as those three. Um, he does not deserve to be there. <laughs> <laughs> you're probably right. You're probably right. Uh, so here's the hoping that the Browns get one of Clowney or Dunlap, in my opinion. I know Melvin Ingram is a hot uh, name in the, the Cleveland Browns Twitter sphere right now, but I think Dunlap fits a little better. Uh, Clowney, man, it's tough to sign an edge rusher that just sucks at finishing sacks. Like He gets so many pressures. He gets in the backfield, and he just doesn't have sacks. He, he just can't do it, but... Uh, if you put him as the edge two on a team, maybe that changes. Eh, maybe uh, it, I, it hasn't yet. Well, yeah, I I do. It's more of a. I think he's going to be a little cheaper. Um, get maybe get a one year like prove it deal for like six million. I think that fits perfectly. You still draft a developmental edge that is the Browns. Um, but worst case, you could get a a. Like a like Roche, like that's a three four edge right now that could develop into a four three, could be in between guy. Well, fuck it, he Jadavian Clowney could be your, another pass rush D tackle on third downs if you absolutely need it. I mean, yeah. if you know it's a if you know it's a passing down third down, having Sheldon Richardson and Jadavian Clowney inside and Miles Garrett and Quincy Roche on the outside, I mean, those are that's a killer rush. So, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I, I think he's going to sign, but if he still feels like he's a top edge, 
like I think he is trait wise, talent wise. He just I I feel like we like you said we don't see the finish and some plays we just don't see the effort, which we knew that was a problem coming into the league. But I think since he's been moving around, maybe think he's underpaid. Um, it's it's been like that, and he's gonna be underpaid. He's not gonna get fifteen million a year or sixteen like the top guys of this class. Yeah, what's crazy is like we talked about Clowney, and I don't want to harp on this too long, but we talked about Clowney as like this like people said he was a generational talent because of mm-hmm. one fucking hit in a bowl it a good, game. It was a good hit. It was a good hit, but <laughs> Did it, you see that hit. <laughs> it was crazy, but. I think that it definitely changed the narrative for Clowney where he was just a really good edge rusher and then he was like No, he, he yeah. was always viewed as the top prospect. He I mean was. And he and and honestly at, at the Texans he showed it. Yeah. I mean maybe some years more than others, but he showed it. Which brings me back to the point of being the edge two is probably better for him because he was there with JJ Watt. So uh let's let's hope that that lands with the Browns. Someone yeah, we'll like see. Uh no or, or it truly spells that they're drafting it out of the first round. We know for sure. You know what I mean? Very true. Uh another position of need for the Cleveland Browns, but also for a ton of teams, linebackers. We tossed Hassan Reddick in here. Uh more of a three four edge, to be completely honest, but Linebacking linebacker class, uh, free agent class is not great, so we just we just moved him up to linebacker because you could really call him whatever you want. Uh, he's kind of a hybrid. KJ Wright's there. Kavian Noy is also there. So you've got realistically, <laughs> you're looking at three, four outside linebackers that are best suited in pass rush. KJ Wright's obviously better in coverage, but I still think he's best as a Sam or a Will. Uh, I don't. I, there's there's not a single like great Mike linebacker left, right? I mean, there, are, there never was. Be fair, yeah. I think the best one would be uh, Juan Alexander. I yeah, think he got cut by the Saints. Yeah, and I don't even know that he's. I'm never skiing. But I'm just giving the the yeah. best one off the top of my head. I mean, the best linebacker of this class is Matt Milano, and he's a Sam. I mean, yeah. and. He already re-signed with the Bills, which yep. So this, so Hassan Reddick is probably going to get paid by someone, but it, oh, it's definitely like, scheme dependent. Yeah, I mean, but, and like we talked uh, in our interview, uh, he may get a cheaper deal and return to the Cardinals. I don't see it as much now because that was, uh, I mean, with JJ back. But again, same thing we just talked about with the Browns. Uh, JJ in a lot of passing downs was a rusty tackle instead of an edge, so it makes perfect sense there. Yeah, they did also bring back Marcus Golden, which we didn't talk about earlier, but uh, he also fits in in that pass rush role kind yeah. of. Um, Van Noy, what do you think of a, a good fit for him? You think he goes back to New England since they're paying everyone? There's a chance, but the Judon signing severely hurts it. Uh, with what they're bringing back from the, the holdouts last year and what they saw from the linebacking class uh, that they had last year, it I mean, I could see it, um, but to me it makes more sense for them to draft like Micah Parsons. So yeah. I think Van Noy goes somewhere else. Um, maybe, I was going to say the Titans, but they just signed Dupree. Um, <laughs> you know, like, he could still fit there as more of just a pure like outside linebacker uh, run stopper role, but we'll see. Uh, 
he doesn't fit every situation. He's he's not a cover guy, but he can drop back. Uh, he's not a pure pass rush guy, but he does good at working hard. He's he's really that old uh, Vrabel role for the Patriots, uh, and that's what he was doing for the Dolphins. But I mean, rightfully so. I don't think he really played to his contract, so he got cut. Yeah, weird cut. Definitely confusing. Um, I know he didn't play up to it, but still, I figured Flores would keep him. Uh, corners, t- a fuck ton of them. There's a lot of corners. I think we're waiting for some dominoes to fall here, but Richard Sherman, Patrick Peterson, William Jackson, Malcolm Butler, Brian Poole, Troy Hill, Mike Hilton, uh, Shaq Griffin. I mean, like, who's who's your top corner here? You bastard. Um, <laughs> depends what you're doing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if you're trying to sign like a four year deal, uh, Shaq Griffin, William Jackson, Mike Hilton would be the top. If you want a guaranteed two that's not going to fuck up, fits perfect. So, like the Bills, uh, Browns, like that kind of guy. That's Richard Sherman, maybe Patrick Peterson, uh, slot corner, Mike Hilton for sure, Troy Hill, uh, Butler's down the list, but you know, I mean, it's different kind of players here necessarily, so it's hard to really break that down. Um, but yeah, I guess I would say Mike Hilton. Yeah, I I think if you're looking for a slot guy, I think Pool. Uh, I mean Hilton too. I mean, you know, like yeah, fair. I mean, I I think William Jackson's the guy that I would sign if I'm looking for a just a corner one at this point. Sherman only makes sense in certain areas. Peterson as well. I mean, well, and unlike P- like uh, Peterson hasn't said anything about where he wants to play. Sherman uh, said he wants his money, but also wants to play for a contender. So that spells maybe taking a little bit of a price cut to pay for one of like the Bills or the Browns or the Packers, or you know, like the list goes on and on and on. But I mean, you you limit the potential. I don't think he's going to be a Jag or a Jet. I don't, you know what I mean? Like I don't care if Salah's there. It's if he truly wants to play for a contender. Jets are a contender, not this year. So yeah. I mean, the only connection there is the coach. And, you know, that only goes so far, especially when he's literally already said he wants to play for a Super Bowl. Yeah, that's fair. A lot of these guys, like I said, dominoes are going to fall soon, and the corner market's going to get real, real crazy here. Yeah, corner and receiver are the two that are, like, stacked still. It just nothing's happened. Like, it's just nothing's happened. I mean, this doesn't even cover guys like Desmond King. I mean, the list goes on in corner. It's just these are like the top ones. <laughs> I know. Terrence Mitchell, Mitchell makes some sense too. Um, all right, safety. There's there's one like one safety that's left on the market, really, and then some fillers. But Anthony Harris, uh, just by far the best safety on the market. Uh, in terms of fits, I mean, I think if the Jaguars didn't spend some of that money on a safety earlier today, I think he would, I think he probably still fits there. Jags didn't spend a ton of money. So uh, I I hate to keep harping on like these teams that suck, but they suck and they also have cap space. So there aren't a ton of teams that can afford the top. I'll tell you one thing. Anthony Harris can replace Malik Hooker for the Colts right now. 
and they have cap space. That's a perfect signing. Um, Keanu Neal, we talked about uh, for the, I talked about for the Browns. Obviously, with the John Johnson signing, I think that's out of the window. Um, it was more I didn't think they would spend up, but they did. So uh, I think he fits maybe a team like the Raiders, uh, who are still looking for identity. Uh, past Jonathan Abrams, who also has some injury uh, concerns, he does play basically the same role. Um, but I'm not, I'm not saying it's out of the, the <laughs> out of the realm of possibility that they just want their safeties to beat the shit out of you. That's definitely not out of the possibility. <laughs> right. I mean, with how they've played, with how they've let Abram just be his pure self, that does not surprise me if that would happen. Um, there's plenty of teams that need that kind of in-the-box safety or a guy that basically is a linebacker for you. And Kenyon knew could do that. Uh, I mean, he could still fit as the Browns and maybe you have missed like a Will linebacker type situation. You know what I mean? Like there's... There's different. I mean, that's what we're talking about with the Wizard Quaramoa and possibly uh, Jabin Davis. I mean, we're talking in circles with this kind of thing. So why not? I mean, get a safety that's talented as well for five million a year. Yeah, makes sense. And then the breaking news uh, is that shit. Andy, it, it's not official yet, but Andy Dalton could be headed to the Bears, according to a Chicago Tribune writer or something reporter. Uh, so Andy Dalton might be the next domino. Big fuck you to Mitchell Trubisky. That's, I mean, is it though? Like, I mean, I think it's more of an amicable split. Um, probably the split that I mean, they should do, but like, they also should have split from the coach and GM. Uh, <laughs> they should have just said fuck this whole thing, but they didn't. So, yeah. I'll tell you what, giving Mitchell Trubisky to the Seahawks, let's close it right now. Let's, I want them to sign him and no O-lineman. Just, I just want to see what happens. I just want to see the chaos. <laughs> yeah, That's what we're looking at right now. Seahawks are just sitting here like, yeah, ooh, look at that guy. He's gone. Uh, <laughs> so we'll yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see all these, these dominoes fall. Uh, that, that's going to do it for our free agency episode. We, we knocked it out in just about an hour. Might go a little over, but... Uh, yeah, yeah, we uh talking through all those signings today, like we said at the beginning of the episode, did not expect that much movement on day one of legal tampering. I think guys are definitely they're trying to lock their guys down, especially with this new shitty cap situation. So all right, Randy, do you have anything else to add before we bounce out of here? That's that's a big old no. That's what that is. <laughs> <laughs> all right well if you guys like this make sure you drop us a four or five star review we will be back on thursday friday fix uh teams <laughs> we'll we'll have the uh, Saints, chargers vikings and did we bill. let bill win the yeah did we let bill, uh jeff win that did we let him win the argument of the bills yes. on Bills are on, but I don't think they're going to win. So Damn you, Jeff. Bills <laughs> will still be fun because they're an easy fix. Uh, yeah. There's I mean, fix. And, and I will say the, the Friday fixes, uh, maybe this one might still be the same, but they do. They're going to be a little bit different now. Uh, it's going to be talking about their free agent signings and how it's impacted the draft and then more about the draft. Uh, maybe we add another round. I don't know, but we'll figure it out fast then. Uh, yeah. But it's still still an exciting process, and it still helps us get ready for the draft. So, 
that's yeah. that's all the excitement. Uh, we're going to get through this week, and it's going to get really dead. And then we're going to get <laughs> another week, and then we'll be back to the draft. Yeah, facts. All right, that'll do it for Randy Hall. I am Christian Williams. We will talk to you guys on Thursday. Later. Later.